What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Never Skip Egg Day podcast. In this week's episode, we talk about macronutrients and the holy trinity of macronutrition and how that maximizes body performance and get the most out of your calories and you your body. Then we talk about some macro-friendly foods to keep on hand at all times in the kitchen. Welcome in, everyone. Once again, you're listening to the Never Skip Egg Day podcast, and thanks for tuning in. Uh, so if you uh, listen to the first two episodes of the podcast, we're, we're building on the foundation and the building blocks of uh, sustainable um, and key aspects of reaching your fitness goals uh, and through maximizing food and nutrition in order to do so. So last week we talked about uh, starting from kind of ground zero and uh, my recommendation for starting from ground zero is to calculate your BMR, which again is your basal metabolic rate, which in layman's terms is just determining uh, the bare minimum amount of calories that your body needs to stay alive. And then you take into account all sorts of factors of your activity level, uh, what kind of exercise you do, your age, your gender, uh, your height, weight, all that good stuff, and then determine where you want to go. Uh, you can figure out uh, how many calories you need to put into your body uh, to get those results uh, based on what you uh, expend or burn and the, the amount of energy that you burn. And so uh, this week, we'll take it uh, a step further uh, going down that nutritional path. So uh, now that we've established which cal or the amount of calories that our bodies need, uh, now we want to break it down a level further and talk about the type of calories that our bodies may need to uh, maximize nutrition and maximize performance. Uh, remember, this podcast is all about uh, health and fitness and uh, centered around using food uh, and uh, physical activity to achieve a healthy lifestyle. So uh, when we talk about food, uh, you can look at food strictly as calories. And we gave an example last week of uh, a McDonald's example of a yogurt parfait or a smoothie versus uh, like an egg McMuffin sandwich. Uh, and why there's some misconceptions around which one is healthier, right? And it, it's going to depend on uh, what your needs are and your body uh, needs and uh, what your body does uh, may be different than someone else's body in terms of the type of calories that you're putting into it. So that's what we want to get into today. And so uh, I mentioned in the intro, uh, I called it the, uh, the Holy Trinity. And the reason uh, I call it the Holy Trinity is because when uh, most people hear of uh, macronutrients or, or macronutrition, uh, they, they think of the uh, top three uh, breakdown, if you will, of, of macronutrients. And those consist of uh, carbohydrates or carbs, uh, fats, and proteins, right? So these are, these are common things that uh, we've all, we're all probably familiar with. And so... Um, if you want the exact definition of macronutrients, uh, that is, they are the nutritive components of food the body needs for energy and to maintain the body's structure and systems. So uh, we talked about basal metabolic rate being just the amount of energy that you need to put in your body, the bare bones minimum amount of energy that you need to put in your body to basically keep it alive, uh, and that uh, 
basically that accounted for uh, 70% of your body's energy expenditure, but then we mentioned the 10% of digestion and the 20% of physical expenditure, physical activity. And to maximize digestion and the physical expenditure, we need to take it down one step further uh, and talk about, again, that holy grail, the holy trinity, because there's three main macronutrients. Uh, so uh, when we talk about uh, carbohydrates or carbs, um, we uh, commonly, yeah, you'll see like low carb, high carb, you'll see cycling, uh, carb cycling that is, um, from, from some folks and, and different things in terms of what you can do. But when we talk about carbohydrates uh, or carbs, think of that as the body's primary fuel source. Um, basically, carbs provide energy for your muscles and your central nervous system uh, during physical activity, any type of movement or exercise. Uh, carbs are providing fuel for your muscles and your central nervous system. And uh, we'll get into the recommended daily intake of carbohydrates and things like that, but I just want to give an overview of definitions uh, first. Uh, and then uh, we talked about uh, protein. Protein, uh, especially in this podcast, we'll probably talk a lot about protein, various sources of protein, whether it be uh, animal proteins, uh, whey protein, casein protein, uh, hydroisolate protein, uh, protein supplements. We'll, we'll be spending a lot of time on this this macro. Uh, not necessarily my favorite macro, but it's definitely the one I keep track of the most because, again, my preference for physical activity is strength training. Uh, but uh, protein is essential uh, to many processes in the body. Uh, you actually have proteins uh, in your body uh, in various forms. Uh, and it basically, uh, when we talk about the definition of protein, uh, it provides the structure for uh, all kinds of body tissue from cell membranes to muscle, uh, hair, skin, organs, uh, even down to like your blood plasma if you really want to get scientific. And uh, what's interesting about uh, protein is, like I said, it's already in your body and then, you know, we consume protein also, but um Various proteins uh, are involved in uh, your metabolic function. No surprise there. We talked about your me metabolism and basal metabolic rate, uh, hormonal and enzyme systems that uh, maintain acid-base balance in your body, which is really important, especially uh, for digestion and maximizing performance. Um, and, you know, protein intake, as you can imagine, like the rest of uh, the holy trinity of macronutrients, it's going to heavily depend on several factors and how much you should be consuming and what types of proteins you could, you should be consuming. And then last but certainly not least, uh, fat. So uh, fat is uh, another energy source for the body. Uh, it's vital for the body as an energy reserve. As you can imagine, uh, fat is a great insulator. Uh, and there's fat around most of your organs. Uh, there's, there can also be bad fat. Uh, if you abuse your body, called visceral fat, that could be surrounding your organs that you would never see until, uh, unfortunately, you're six feet under. Um, that could be surrounding some vital organs. But uh, fats are really important, too, uh, for um, vitamin uh, absorption. Uh, and they uh, not only do they, uh, can there be bad fat, like in visceral fat around your organs, but there's good fat that can protect your organs internally as well. 
Um, and fats are necessary. Like if you take any sort of supplements and whatnot, that's why when you take medicines and things of that nature, fun fact, uh, especially like the liquid gel capsules, um, most of vitamins and things of that nature are fat soluble. Uh, so like if you're eating, uh, an animal protein source, uh, with, uh, also a good amount of fat, like a ribeye steak, um, uh, you're absorbing those vitamins, uh, from that cut of beef primarily through that fat source. It actually helps your body absorb uh, all those nutrients uh, as you're intaking that. And so just to recap again, that's carbs, proteins, and fats. Uh, they all have very unique functions of the body. I gave very high level overviews of each one, uh, but they, you know, there's so much more science if you want to uh, read into it and break down to it. Like uh, we could spend a whole episode and maybe we will one day, talking about uh, simple versus complex carbohydrates and uh, the different types of protein, both like artificial or, uh, or, or like I said, uh, animal proteins, um, vegetable proteins for vegans out there and things of that nature. But uh, when, when we think of the, the Holy Trinity, basically, um, if I had to simplify it all up, uh, carbs and fats are going to be energy sources for the body. That's why you see things like um, keto or uh, carb cycling, which are two uh, popular uh, diets, if you will, uh, for different purposes. Um, or like you'll see athletes eat a high carb meal right before a big uh, calorie expenditure, especially endurance athletes. Well, that's because you require more energy. Or if you're trying to uh, lose body fat and lose that reserve that you have built up in your body. Um, that's why uh, you'll see things like uh, ketosis uh, or the keto diet work. Uh, and we'll, we'll spend a whole episode breaking down keto, paleo, uh, Whole30, uh, and kind of the, the ongoing theme with all of these different uh, diets that seem to circulate. But uh, don't want to get into that level of detail today, but basically uh, fats and carbs are your energy sources uh, and you can use them both simultaneously or uh, you can do things based on your intake of foods and types of foods uh, to uh, make sure that your body uses one energy source over the other, uh, depending on what you're putting into it, right? So you can imagine that. Uh, so... Uh, and then protein, think of that, like I said, it's involved in lots of bodily functions, but think of that as your uh, recovery, right? Uh, you're involved in uh, muscle, muscle tissue repair and things of that nature. That's why protein is so important when you're trying to put on muscle mass and, and lean muscle and things of that nature. And that's why uh, you'll see that as you get older, they recommend um, a higher protein diet and things of that nature. Uh, because you likely already have a fat reserve for energy and you're likely replenishing that energy with carbs. Uh, so if you're not getting enough protein, that could be bad. You could you could be living, but uh, you won't be maximizing the efficiency of your body, right? Uh, so those are the three uh, there. And so uh, to tie in last week's episode with this week, um, again, we talked about calories in and calories out and determining your basal metabolic rate. And then finding the sweet spot, what you needed to be in a surplus or a deficit, or just to maintain uh, your current body in its current state, uh, which is why determining current state is so important. Uh, but then when we talk about your uh, 
physical and fitness and health goals, then we need to focus on macronutrition. Uh, and so there's just like the BMR calculator, uh, you can calculate your macronutrients. Uh, if you look at like FDA and things of that nature, um, they basically, you know, based on that 2000 calorie day American diet, basically give ranges of uh, 45 to 65% of your diet should be uh, carbohydrates and then uh, 0.8 grams of protein uh, per kilogram of body weight per day. So a kilogram is roughly 2.2 pounds. Uh, so uh, if you wanna just make the math easy, one gram per 2.2 pounds. So, um, you know, just to give you a rough idea, let's just say I'm 200 pounds since I'm close to, so I should at a minimum be eating 100 grams of protein a day. And, and we'll talk about um, these, since these ranges are so high, we'll talk about how you're going to have to find your sweet spot that works best for you, but these are just uh, rough recommendations. So again, if we say that uh, carbohydrates are 45 to 65% of our daily intake of calories uh, and fats are recommended to be uh, 20 to 35% of your daily intake. So if you did the high ranges of those at 35 and 65%, <laughs> Uh, you would actually be at 100% with no protein. So that's not really feasible, right? So if we do the low end of 20 and 45%, uh, then that's more, more balanced, uh, where 35% of your intake would be um, protein. And so um, this goes down to body performance and things of that nature. So I think I mentioned in the intro episode, like I've tried various different things. I've, I've done carb cycling. I've done intermittent fasting. Uh, I've done keto. I've done paleo. I've done whole 30, honestly, just because I was curious about most of these and, uh, you know, seeing if I could do it too, just challenging myself uh, to do those types of things. Uh, but when it comes to macronutrition, uh, I basically went the easy route. And so I, once I had my uh, basal metabolic rate, I put in my daily calories into my fitness pal and then uh, I had it give me its recommended breakdown um, for my macronutrition. Uh, and then, you know, after logging for a while and just gauging how I felt in the gym and, if, you know, my energy levels uh, and, and, you know, basically what that entailed, uh, I found that my sweet spots are basically 150 grams of protein a day. Uh, 150 grams of carbs uh, and uh, 90 grams of fats. And uh, that's based on uh, roughly a 2000 calorie uh, per day diet. Uh, so when we talk about like energy, for example, when you're trying to find these things, like a rule of thumb that was told to me uh, a while back is like, if you're trying to cut and put on muscle mass, uh, basically the, the general rule of thumb to make it easy for you would be uh, half a gram of carbs per pound of body weight and half a gram of fats per pound of body weight uh, and then one gram of protein. So if you round my current weight up to 200 pounds, that would be 200 grams of protein, uh, 100 grams of carbohydrates, and 100 grams of fat. That's a decent amount of fat, but that's a pretty low-carb diet, especially when you look at the recommended ones. And I do, I have found, and we can get into that uh, in more detail at a later date too, but I have found that my body does perform better on low carbohydrate. Uh, so that's why I found that 
150 spot and I also found that it was really hard for me to eat 200 grams of protein while still sticking to the caloric intake I wanted to stick to and not not just that uh, you'd have to eat a lot of um, like I'd ha have to do a lot of protein shakes things like that nature you'd be surprised and it's uh, there's only so much your body can absorb at a certain amount of time too there's obviously generic averages for the average person and things like that nature but that's going to vary for people too so I've found that my sweet spot is 150 grams uh, you can find if you do some research on this yourselves too uh, you know, I mentioned like as a rough, like back of the envelope calculation rule of thumb, again, one gram of protein per pound of body weight, half a gram of carbohydrate, half a gram of fat. Uh, and that's really like to gain lean muscle uh, and to lean out, but uh, which has been my primary goal as of late. Uh, but the 200 grams a day wasn't really feasible. Uh, most of the time, like when I have a high protein day, like I maybe get into the 180s and even then it, you know, I don't notice, I don't notice a big difference in my recovery or at the gym or anything. So I found my sweet spot is uh, 150 grams of carbs, 150, or excuse me, uh, 90 grams of fats and um, 150 grams of protein. And I, I've found that that's really been my sweet spot as of late. Uh, that could change based on my activity goal and things of that nature. So keep in mind, when you move the goalpost, you'll have to reassess not only your basal metabolic rate, but uh, your macronutrient breakdown too. So if you're going to, just like BMR uh, that we talked about last week, if you're going to use like a calculator to give you a rule of thumb of what your macronutrition breakdown should be, uh, try it out for two weeks at least. A month uh, is better. And then just reassess, you know, is it too much protein or maybe you, you don't want to eat that much protein or uh, maybe you need some more carbs, maybe your energy levels are low uh, or maybe you want to use fats as your primary resource. So you want to flip that and you want to eat more fats. Uh, and so um, now that we've kind of talked about the breakdown of macronutrition, I want to talk about uh, some quote unquote good sources of carbohydrates and healthy fats. Uh, and bad sources of carbohydrates and bad fats or, or negative connotations at least associated with them uh, and things that, you know, are just a good idea to limit or uh, maximize. And then uh, some really uh, good ways to get in and hit your protein goals and things of that nature. So uh, just like we started, let's start with carbs. So um, when we look at like the generic American food uh, pyramid, a lot of people don't realize this, but uh, dairy is actually a, a good source of, of carb and then um, obviously dairy also is a source of fat so uh, keep that in mind uh, if you are doing dairy whether it be cheeses or things of that nature um, keep the balance of your fats and carbs um, in mind when you're doing that but dairy uh, you'll hear the generic whole grains uh, vegetables can be a source of carbohydrates, fruits, obviously, uh, beans, lentils, peas, uh, those are all carbohydrates, right? And uh, then when you think of carbohydrates too, a lot of people associate that with breads, pastas, things of that nature. For the longest time, uh, I definitely fell victim to the, okay, like carbs are bad, carbs are evil, like you can't have carbohydrates. Like That's not true. Uh, and that's, especially when you're paying attention to your macronutrition, 
uh, you can make sure you're getting the right amount of carbohydrates, even if you're not eating the healthiest carbohydrates. You'll hear, uh, oh, processed and refined sugars, refined flours are bad. You definitely want to limit them uh, because they can be just as bad as empty calories like alcohol in a lot of ways, depending on what they is like, you know, like think about cakes, cookies, most sweets, sodas, believe it or not, would be a source of carbohydrates. That was my downfall, things of that nature. A lot of breakfast cereals. I worked at General Mills. Trust me, they're not that healthy for you. They taste delicious. They can be good in, in uh, you know, very, um, moderation, you know, that cliche. That's so true. But uh, when, you know, I think it's pretty obvious to people like the carbohydrates of the vegetables and fruits are good for you, right? And dairy sources, whether that be uh, like non-dairy alternatives, like oat milk, like I love oat milk. Uh, but like a misconception around processed or refined carbs, technically oatmeal is a processed carbohydrate because that is a processed food. Uh, when you roll out the oats or even the steel cut, whatever it is, there is some sort of processing involved with that. But oats are very good for you, very good source of fiber. That's one of my go-to carbohydrates. Uh, when I'm craving uh, bread, I love to do sandwiches and wraps and things of that nature. Uh, I love carb cutter tortillas, and sometimes I just do the tortilla, right? And I just account for the fats and the carbohydrates in it. No big deal. Same thing with bread. I'm a big fan of sourdough. Uh, sourdough is a low sugar bread, so that's a good alternative for you too. Uh, and then shout out to uh, one of my favorite Instagram uh, food and fitness uh, influencers and food creators, uh, flexible dieting lifestyle uh, is his name. You should go check him out. He's freaking awesome. Uh, but he turned me on to lavash bread, which uh, I've gotten lavash bread at Trader Joe's. But uh, the really macro-friendly lavash bread, uh, which are basically wraps, uh, if you go look it up. Um, but uh, Joseph's is the brand that has a bunch of different kinds. They're like 110 calories. It's 14 grams of carbs, and it's like you know, much better than a tortilla. And so I, I would encourage you to go check those out. It's a lifesaver when you're trying to watch your carbohydrates, but you still want that satisfaction of like having a wrap or, or a sandwich and things of that nature. Uh, so those are some simple things you can do and keep in the kitchen. And they're so versatile. Uh, English muffins are another great carbohydrate. Uh, and then when you're talking about pastas, pastas in moderation, uh, whole wheat, there's a lot of vegetable-based pastas it'll probably have the same amount of carbs as like a white bleached pasta, but you're just getting more of the nutrients, just like uh, brown rice versus white rice. Uh, and I would encourage you to uh, look at, you know, a lot of people have this notion that uh, sweet potatoes are better for you than white potatoes or brown rice is better for you than white rice. It really comes down to how they digest and the nutrients they provide in your body. But if you're talking about strictly as a carbohydrate source, uh, hate to break this to people, but white potatoes, uh, are basically the same thing when it comes to carbohydrates and the grams of carbohydrates uh, as a sweet potato and things of that nature. There's obviously other factors involved, but I'm just talking strictly about carbohydrates. So um, essentials that I like to keep around, again, lavash bread, sourdough bread. Uh, I like to keep whole wheat pastas. We have a lot of fruit in the house. I love bana uh, bananas. It's probably my go-to fruit, pineapple, uh, and plus you could add these to a lot of other foods too. Uh, oatmeal, like pretty basic stuff. Um, I'll definitely, uh, in, in this episode, I'm gonna be sharing uh, an overnight uh, oatmeal jar recipe that can be customized all the time, but that is a lifesaver. 
Uh, that's a really good macro-friendly meal uh, that can pack a lot of protein, really good healthy fats and carbs. So that's why I'm going to be sharing it. Uh, but we'll get into that later. So those are just some examples. And I think the, the ones that you know are obvious to avoid or maybe have sparingly, again, the sodas, high sugar, breakfast cereals, donuts, uh, all the good stuff, right? Chocolate chip cookies, things of that nature. Uh, so that, that's the carbs. And then um, we'll save protein for last since that's kind of my favorite. But uh, fats hold a special place in my heart too uh, because... Uh, Fats are really important for your body. I mentioned several reasons, but like uh, I'm, I'm obsessed with this show called Alone too. And uh, hopefully I don't spoil this for anybody, but uh, season seven, uh, there was a guy who killed a freaking moose. And so for those of you that don't know the premise, let me take a step back. Uh, Alone is a survival show on uh, History Channel. Uh, basically, they drop 10 people off in the middle of bumfuck nowhere and uh, they get to pick uh, 10 items from like a list of 40 and then they all get the same 20 items and they have to film themselves. And basically it's whoever survives the longest out there without tapping out uh, wins half a million dollars and, and you don't know how many people are left and whatever. So uh, this guy Jordan was in the Arctic and he kills a freaking moose. Uh, so he's got like 800 pounds of meat. Uh, he's able to quarter it, and, you know, put it in a tree. Well, some wolverines eat all the fat from his moose and he's got all of this food he's eating like easily uh enough calories to sustain based on his physical expenditure out there and he's still withering away losing weight at an alarming rate because uh his diet he doesn't have that energy source so he doesn't have carbohydrates to replenish uh, so what is his body doing? It's breaking down his fat reserves and he's not replenishing it with fat. He's strictly living off of protein and he's still starving to death. It's crazy. So that's why macronutrients are, are important. And that's just one example. But uh, if you watch alone and they're on season nine now, you'll realize why people prioritize fish in most of these environments uh, or uh, big game uh, because they're hoping for that coveted fat source because uh, the fat will not only provide the instant energy, but if you get enough of it, it'll keep that reserve maintained in your body and it'll keep your body from eating that reserve too. Uh, and it'll eventually still break that down, especially when you achieve ketosis if your body just consists of uh, fat and, and protein. And that's why so many people lean out and are, and are successful with keto. But and we can we can get into the signs of ketosis too, but uh, back to, you know, fats to have on hand. I love cooking with olive oil. That's a good fat. Avocado oil is something I cook with a lot. Uh, using the sprays um, is a good way to monitor the oil, how you're cooking fat. Uh, I, unfortunately, am not a big seafood fan, but salmon is like one of the top foods uh, for maintaining health and fitness. It has such good uh, fats in it, and it's a great source of them, uh, omega-3 fatty acids. I'm a huge olive lover. I love green olives, black olives, Kalamata olives, you name it. Uh, avocados are a staple in my household. I mentioned my wife eats avocado uh, egg toast every day. Eggs, uh, I do the egg white thing. Again, remember, never skip egg day. I do the egg white thing, I, but I do love yolk. Um, and so yolks have a great source of fats too. Um, various nuts. Uh, Soy sauce wasabi, blue diamond almonds are a guilty pleasure of mine. 
so make sure you're eating the serving size because if you eat the bag, you can end up eating like 3,000 calories because fats tend to be high in calories too. So that's why uh, you'll see that out of my macronutrition breakdown that I try to follow, even healthy fats are uh, my lowest source or my lowest breakdown of percentage-wise of uh, the uh, macronutrient breakdown of uh, my food. I, I do cook with butter. I, I keep my bacon grease. Uh, I sometimes keep beef fat to cook in, but I monitor that also. So like when we talk about avoiding fats, I think those are pretty... Um, those are pretty uh, straightforward and uh, not there are many different types of fats you'll hear like saturated fats get a bad notation which tend to be associated with like animal fats and things of that nature trans fats monosaturated fats you'll have to look up all the prefixes to understand that but it you know um, basically uh, just you know don't eat a lot of fast food it tends to be high in fat content like french fries obviously fried in oils fried foods in general uh, because they tend to hold on to those foods, even though I love me some fried foods too. Uh, so just just keep those in moderation. Um, and I gave you a bunch of healthy examples. Uh, ribeyes are a great uh, source of some some good fats too, depending on you know the amount of fat content. Uh, New York strip tends to be my favorite cut because I think it's the best of both worlds. I, I think ribeyes are a little too fatty, but uh, those those are just some ideas and some good things to keep in the house at all times because uh, those will really elevate the rest of your foods too when you're making actual cohesive meals uh, and honing in your chef skills and your palate and increasing that. And then last but certainly not least, uh, protein. Uh, so I'm a big animal protein guy. Uh, we'll definitely do an episode about different types of protein uh, supplements, but I usually do have a protein shake, at least a protein shake, sometimes two, or a protein bar daily. We mentioned oats and carbs, but those are also a great source of protein. Um, one of the fats that I'm ashamed that I didn't mention, uh, peanut butter is one of my absolute favorites. Uh, I've done the natural peanut butter thing, but I'm a big fan of just some good old Skippy. I know it has the hydrogenated oils, which can have a negative fat connotation, palm tree oil, uh, and you got to watch your sugar content. Obviously, peanut butter is very calorically dense, but I tend to have peanut butter every day in some sort of form. Uh, there's lots of, you know, my wife uh, is primarily vegetarian, uh, so there's actually a lot of protein sources, whether it be from some of the carbohydrates we've already mentioned with oats and brown rice or uh, quinoa. Uh, tempeh is a good source of soy protein or edamame or tofu or some soy proteins uh, if you're vegetarian or vegan uh, to keep in mind. Uh, beans, obviously, lentils, things like that. But uh, if I could eat red meat every day with no consequences, I would. I freaking love beef in all of its forms. Uh, just steak, ground beef, uh, bison, I love lamb. Uh, so, you know, it, when you're talking about leaner proteins, uh, I do consume uh, an absurd amount of chicken. But if you want to maximize good fats too, chicken thighs uh, tend to be more flavorful and juicy and um, can provide a lot of nutrients through, again, that fat absorption. So I do uh, have, like to have a variety with chicken thighs, uh, both skin on, skinless, boneless, bone on. 
I, I switch it up. Uh, I'm a big fan of rotisserie chicken. If you're lazy, just going and get one and breaking it down and doing different things with it. That's a really good thing to have on hand all the time. Uh, turkey breast, ground turkey is great. Uh, love me some ground bison. Uh, can't really taste the difference when you flavor it up. If it, you know, if you get in your head about it, it is leaner, uh, so you have to keep that in mind. But yeah, when you when it comes to animal protein, uh, and if you're trying to just uh, consume less fat source from your animal protein, just get leaner cuts of meat, which tend to be your chickens, your turkeys, uh, your ninety percent lean plus ground beefs of the world. Um, you know, you could do uh, pork loin, pork tenderloin, tends to be the better cuts of pork and things of that nature. And then obviously, uh, even though we'll definitely talk about some smoked meats at some point uh, when it comes to protein, but you'll just want to limit, uh, you know, like smoked meats, barbecue, um, your uh, processed meats, like your hot dogs, obviously, your lunch meats, your bacon, uh, you know, limit those things, but still have them and enjoy them. Especially bacon. I'm a big bacon fan. <laughs> I accidentally said sausage earlier. Love sausage too. I'm a big breakfast guy. Uh, which, there you go. Another perfect example of why the name is fitting of Never Skip Egg Day. Uh, but to you know wrap this thing up, since we're about at time, a little over time, uh, I want to, like I said, share a recipe with you all every week if you've been tuning in. And so one of my favorite things uh, to do is an overnight oats jar. And I mentioned that my love of peanut butter. So my personal favorite is a peanut butter banana uh, overnight oat jar. And so what you do is you get yourself a mason jar and uh, you're gonna want to put a tablespoon of chia or flax seeds. So this is gonna be uh, your healthy fat source. Uh, a teaspoon to a tablespoon of honey, your preference and your choice really is gonna come down to how many carbs you want in the jar and then your sugars too, which is another nutrient if you were watching those as well. Uh, and then I like to do a half cup of plain uh, Greek yogurt and then uh, a tablespoon of peanut butter and a, uh, a quarter or a third cup of oats, again, just depending on how much I want to put on there, in there. And then uh, basically a third cup of a milk of your choice. And then I like to put a half of a chopped up banana in there, you mix it all up, uh, you shake the mason jar, and then you put it in the fridge and you eat it the next day. And it is sinfully delicious. And for a macronutrient level, it's packed full of nutrients. It'll keep you full. Uh, it's a little over 400 calories. So it's, it's a great meal uh, substitute. Uh, it has lots of fiber, it has good carbs, it has good fats like we've talked about. You get a lot of protein from your yogurt and your oats and your chia seeds uh, and it's just and your peanut butter and it's super flavorful and you get lots of nutrients from your fruit uh, and your banana. And I have plenty of other recipes but those are the basic ingredients to that. And so uh, next time we'll build even further on the, the macronutrition and the basal metabolic rate and talk about some meal prep and meal planning ideas. Uh, so as always, stay hungry and never skip anything.